Next, I'd like to introduce This is Sheeman and Shepard That boy is good Good and terrible You shut your mouth I think you two dudes are going to become real homies Where do we find these guys? Oh man, I hate those guys This is Sheeman and Shepard on ESPN Southwest Florida Greetings and salutations, friends. How are you today? TGIF. I'm Craig Sheeman. No Pete Shepard. Chris on the other side of the glass. Sheeman and Shepard on ESPN Southwest Florida. Ready to roll into what is a three-day weekend. Maybe not for everybody. It will be for us. It's President's Day Monday. So we'll be back on Tuesday. But in the meantime, let's have a lot of fun here on Friday. Lots going on with uh, we got some NFL news, got a quarterback visit all scheduled. We'll let you know what that's all about. We'll keep an eye on Genesis and Tiger Woods. Chris will update us momentarily. The Chubb Classic going on around the corner. Lots, uh, lots happening. Another Purdue loss yesterday. That's a shame. Um, so we'll get into all that. College hoops, plenty to do. Uh, speaking of college hoops. Uh, Pat Chambers will join us at 4 o'clock, 4 or 5, uh, the head coach of Florida Gulf Coast. They are winding down the regular season and uh, the A-Sun tournament around the corner. So uh, we will talk to him. We will attempt to resurrect pigskin picks. XFL starts this weekend, four games. I actually did a little uh, research. I'm not just flying in the dark. So um, it's kind of fun to see who's coaching, who the proposed quarterbacks are. Some are some names that you're just going it, to it's, – it's very, very interesting. So we'll get into all that. Harry Carey, Miley Cyrus, some more. Chris, how are you? Good. Good. Nice nice Friday. Yeah. Uh, that was fun yesterday out at the Chubb. Nice day outside. Yeah, I had a great time. Had to uh, pull some of those um, interviews and send them um, back to Jeremy over there this morning. So I got to re-listen to some of them this morning. They were – they good, were good. Good conversations. They yeah, were good. Yeah. And we were enthralled in the middle. But yeah, they were they were fantastic. You know, sometimes you get guys and they're scared to really say anything. The you know everybody that came on with us yesterday they they brought it. Yeah, every yeah, they, one of them. They're really good. Every one of them. So uh, anyway, um, Pete Shepard has just texted the show. Here's Ready? his uh, here's his view. <laughs> well, the Bellagio. Why am I not getting texts? What's going on? I don't know. Looks like he's on the top floor. Dang. Well, how do you know? Nice. It's Well, it's way up there. Let's put it this way. He's not on the first, second, or third floor. Okay. You're looking down at the fountains there at the Bellagio from way up. It's a moonshot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Pretty good. Um. So, yeah, he uh, he said in his picks. So, Utah, relax. I think we got a pick. That'll be uh, coming up later on in the program. All right, lots to do. Let's get this party started. It is uh, four minutes past the hour. Time for our first Sports Center rundown of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Chris. Start you off with the Tiger update. He is even on his round today, two under for the tournament. That puts him in a, in a tie for 25th. Right now, Keith Mitchell is your leader on the course. He's at 10 under par. He has... A few holes to go. Colin Morikawa at 8-under is solo second. The New York Jets will host Derek Carr. 
This weekend, according to Mike Garofolo, it'll be the first team Carr meets with since being released by the Raiders. And the Packers and running back Aaron Jones reached an agreement this morning. It'll keep him in Green Bay next year. He'll make $11 million instead of 16 So will that help sway uh, the Prince of Darkness? I don't know. I'm not going to know. No. 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 He's fully uh, immersed right now, right? He's gone. He said end of the week, so I would assume by Friday you could say whatever you want about Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to hear about it until early next week. Yeah. My thought. Okay. Well, very good. Um, We'll get into it. So I want to get to Derek Carr and some other NFL notes first, but a a quick update on the golf. uh, You've been feverishly watching Tiger Woods all day. So after we got off the air yesterday, he finished with a fury. Uh, birdie his last three holes. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Birdie his last three holes. Um, and on, I mean, I've watched a lot of his shots today. He's, he's hitting the ball. Well, uh, there are very few shots that are way offline. Um, every driver, I, every one was, uh, Oh, over like three thirty and one hundred eighty MPH on. Uh, I mean, it was rock. He just rocketing off the club. Yeah, uh, he um, he's not as long as Rory off the tee, but he's every bit as long as Justin Thomas. You are. honestly probably probably a few yards longer. Yeah, and and JT can hit the ball a ways. I mean, distance isn't a problem for JT. He's he's a little he's a little rusty around the greens, a little rusty on the greens. He's missed some easy birdie putts today. Uh, but his his ball striking is is really good. Like this, I'm surprised. Isn't this putting surface the like I don't want to say the easiest to putt on, but it's it's so steady. it's Poana, so it's the surface is good particularly early in the morning. Yeah. It it tends to chew up a lot as the day goes on. Okay. But these greens have an awful lot of slope to them. It's not a very flat putting surface that you're on. I mean, it's it's a tough course to putt on, but he's missed some that he should definitely be hitting. These are also small greens, right? They are small greens, like yeah. Postage stamps. Yeah, they are they are small greens. So, I don't know, it's it's I didn't expect him to be at 2 under through 30 holes or whatever he's at, you know, right now. In a good you didn't expect, uh, no, expect I, this well. Yeah. I mean, he's tied for 25th right now yeah. for a guy that hadn't played yeah. since July of last year. Yeah. I think it's about as good as you could expect. Speaking about driving JT, and they're playing together, did you see what happened after they drove at nine? I did. So for those that missed it, Tiger out drove him. And then when they started to walk down the fairway, Tiger handed JT something and then laughed. Well, we have good cameras. We zoomed in. It was a Tampax. <laughs> I think it's funny. It is funny. Is anybody offended? I'm I thought it was funny. Well, look, uh, USA Today is offended. Are they've, they? They've made a few posts. Oh, Chris, come on. Christine Brennan, oh. who also... Oh, yeah. She's got a slant on things. Sure. We'll just leave it at that. Go back and read some of her stuff when the SEC said they were going to play football at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. Actually, you know, it wasn't the SEC. It was the Big Ten. And she said it's the darkest day in the history of the Big Ten. The same conference that had the Penn State situation with Sandusky and the Michigan State Gymnastics. And she said the decision to play football was the darkest day in the conference's history. Anyway, that's a little bit about Christine Brennan. On to the actual point. It was funny. <laughs> it was it funny. It was funny. 
I got and the way he did it, where you, yeah, it wasn't meant to be seen by it was anybody. Like you're slipping somebody a five dollar bill yeah. or something, just yeah. kind of tucked and it the, in his hand. And, and and the fact that Tiger thought before going out <laughs> on the course that day, yeah. I'm going to put this in my bag, knowing I'm going to get JT one time. Yeah, and the first time that happens, I'm going to slide it to him. That was premeditated. Of all the prep that Tiger does to stretch and be ready and hit at the driving range and loosen up and be ready to go, I did not have slip a tampon in my pocket in case I need it later on the bingo card. I did not have that. It's so funny, though. (laughs) That's just – and it it has been nice to watch him play this week with JT and Rory to an extent, but you can tell that they like each other. Yeah. He's – Yucking it up a little bit with them, and it's nice. It's it's a different side of Tiger. We've seen it a little bit over the last few years. Yep, but it's keeping him loose. Yeah, he's excited to be out there playing golf again. No question. All right, so we'll continue. So, what holes he on right now? Uh, he's uh, on five, but he's wait five. Okay, hold on. Yeah, so he's on his thirteenth hole of the day. Oh, okay, so it's not five. Oh, I got you. Yeah, he started on ten. All right. So we got him for about another hour and maybe an hour and a half. He's got one. He's got four more holes to go. So, yeah, maybe an hour. Yeah, a little, little less. Okay. Pace of play. Pace of play. All right. So you mentioned we have a quarterback meeting. The Jets and their car are ready to meet. First of all, when – whether you're interviewing somebody for a job or uh, maybe our listener, you have an interview, you want to be the first guy or the last guy? What does this say? I'm trying to, I'm trying to read it. Okay, why the Jets are first. Advantage Jets, advantage Derek Carr to strum up some, uh, some business elsewhere for his next visits. Do the Jets not let him out of the building? I think it's a situation where it's advantage Carr. Because there's always the chance that the Jets say, you know what, this is good enough. We're not letting him walk out of the building. Okay. Versus if you're the Jets and you let him leave, and let's just say Carolina throws a bag at him. Right. Rodgers goes to Vegas. Lamar gets tagged. All of a sudden, you're you're out of the musical chairs game. Like, now we're down to Jimmy G, which, right. as we've talked about, I, there's a, I think there's off. a clear step down there. Yeah. Not saying Jimmy G's not... An improvement on Zach Wilson. Yes. But it's not it's not Derek Carr, let alone Rodgers or Lamar. So if you're the agent and the Jets don't want to let you out of the building Saturday, but you know you got Carolina with Tepper, the richest owner in the league, and he's desperate for a quick turnaround. Yeah. Well you you can't you can't sign a deal Saturday if you're the agent. You gotta hear what Carolina has to say. But then it's the Jets. Maybe they offer you $48 million a year. Look, Lamar, this is a great reason to have an agent. Yeah, They have contacts with every team where they could say, look, hypothetically, what what are we looking at with you guys? That way he goes into New York and says, just so you know, there's a team willing to pay X. Yeah. So I need X plus one or we'll go meet with them. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure they're willing to come up from that. That was their first. Right. Man. If I were the Jets, I wouldn't let him leave the building. Then you probably got to cross 50. You got to blow him away. You got to blow him away. Right? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah, if I – I don't see any reason to – because I think Aaron Rodgers is going 
to the Raiders. Either either the Packers or the Raiders, right? That's where Rodgers. That's what said it feels it. like to me. And then you're right. And then if you're off your left, which is Jimmy G. Okay, let's get Derek Carr done. All right. Speaking, of, I'm glad you mentioned agent. And that's what an agent does. So Zeke Elliott is scheduled to make ten point nine, and he they know that the, the Cowboys want him to take a pay cut in order to keep him around. Zeke Elliott's agent says, hey, cool, sort of. Can we wait to the combine when I, the agent, could kind of talk to the other teams and get a feel for what the market is behind, you know, the next set of doors before we decide, okay, we're going to take a pay cut. Let's see what the market is. Mm -hmm. But that is tampering. But that's what's going on right now. The agent is trying to say, let me talk to some people. And that's what agents do. Agents talk to everybody. No, an agent. Or not if the team gives him permission, like that's what happened with Derek Carr, right? I don't Are they going to give the him permission? Ra- the Raiders gave Carr permission to speak with the Saints but on the record. So if, if Jerry says, no, I'd rather get rid of Zeke's contract than restructure it to a lower number. Yeah. Then, yeah, go talk to people. I don't care. But I don't think they want to get rid of him. I think they just want to chop him in half. That's what I think. And will Jerry allow him to go ahead and talk to other teams? And, again, that's the definition of tampering because he's under contract. I don't know. It's out there. I'm just saying. Uh, I would think Jerry would want to play hardball. Right. Right. Don't talk to anybody because you're just letting other teams undercut you now. Right. And what you want to do. Right. The other piece of news out there is it looks like the Buccaneers, and this may be telling as to what they're going to do. We've discussed, do the Buccaneers break it down, shut it down, start over, or do they try and piecemeal a winner in a bad division? Um, It looks like they're going to take the full $35 million cap hit on Tom Brady now. There was some talk that Brady would sign a a, a fake extension uh, maybe in in June and allow them to spread the cap hit over two years. It looks like that is not going to happen. It looks like they're going to take the $35 million cap hit now. That also means Tom Brady is a free agent March 15th. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, Don't start that. I'm not. Don't start that. But that article was on Pro Football Talk, and your boy Florio loves the angle of Brady to the Dolphins. Just just won't let it die. No, 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 no. Not my boy Mike Florio. (laughs) Pete's boy Mike Florio. I don't like an awful lot of what comes out of Mike Florio's mouth. Yeah. All right. So... but the, I forgot what the first point was. The larger point here, Chris. Oh, the Buccaneers. Thirty-five million hit is gonna is gonna handicap them this year, so that kind of gives you uh, a, a hint in their direction that they're they're wasting this year. That's yeah, yeah. I think that, and I think it makes sense. We talked about it Wednesday. Rip the bandit off, get it out of the way, get Brady off the books. This does not help Todd Bowles one iota, and that also means that they will not be talking to Derek Carr, probably won't even be talking to Jimmy G. I don't think you could go in with Kyle Trask even if you're tanking it, but maybe you go in with Kyle Trask if you're tanking it. Make sure you get that. You, know. you can't. You can't. I, I, I know. He's not. 
Okay, the guy could, and you I need know at least a Teddy Bridgewater. But I know, I know, Buccaneers fan wants him to be good. That would, I mean, it would be great if he turned into a good player. Mm-hmm. Fact is, he hadn't been able to beat out Blaine Gabbert for the backup spot in that offense. Yeah, like Blaine Gabbert, and I, I'm sure Blaine Gabbert's gotten better since we saw him as a full time starter. But it's still Blaine Gabbert. Like if it were close, the Bucks would go with the young guy that they drafted and they've developed. They wouldn't go with Blaine Gabbert. So yeah, I think you got to at least go out and figure out like an Andy Dalton type of player for next year. Okay, all right. Yeah, Bridgewater, Dalton. I think they're yeah. roughly the same. Dalton might be a little bit better. Maybe they're waiting for somebody to come out of the XFL. Can and I? T- I'm sure they'll draft somebody. Can I tell you, who they- it'd be interesting. You know, it'd be interesting for the Bucks to draft if they are kind of chalking 2023 Don't say up Anthony to an Richardson. L. No, not oh, okay. Anthony Richardson. Hendon Hooker. Okay. Coming off of the knee injury, give him plenty of time to get healthy. That dude, it looked like he had an NFL arm this year. Yeah. I get it. It's the Josh Heupel offense, and it's a very quarterback-friendly offense, but that's the way the NFL is going. I, he's an interesting prospect. He's gonna, he's not, you're not going to see him for a little while because of the ACL tear. But when he gets back, that's a guy that – I did a mock draft yesterday uh-huh. on Pro Football Focus. Yeah. I took him in the third. Okay, third? Okay. Third rounder. Why not? Why not? Let me tell you who's available in the XFL, because we're going to discuss this later with our pigskin picks. Here are your starting quarterbacks this weekend for the XFL. The Vegas Vipers, Brett Hunley. Okay. Former backup to Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, the Arlington Renegades, Kyle Sloter. Remember him? Where was he from? Uh, Kyle Slaughter. He had, and who was he? Had a, he had a minute. Um, oh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue, and I forgot where he's from. Kyle Slaughter used to play. Uh, oh, he played with the Lions, actually. Well, that's probably why I remember. And <laughs> <laughs> where do you go to college? That's what I want to know with these guys. Uh, Southern Miss before transferring to Northern Colorado. All right, and he, and he did some time with the Broncos. Yeah, camp. yeah. The Orlando Guardians have uh, a quarterback battle between Paxton Lynch, as you remember, okay. from Denver. Okay. And DeAndre Francois from oh. Florida State. <laughs> I like that. The Houston, That's fun. The Houston Roughnecks, uh, Caleb Ellaby. I, I couldn't tell you anything about Caleb Ellaby. That's Is that okay. Caleb with a C or a K? K. With a K. Now. Have you seen who the St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback is, Chris? Yeah, is that, are, are uh, you sitting down? Oh yeah. Well, no, I was thinking Jordan Tamu. Tamu. No, no, he's in the league. He's in the league. I know that. Okay, who? Thirty-two-year-old AJ McCarron. Oh, nice. Still, still throwing the football. Nice. <laughs> the San Antonio Brahmas, which is a ball we learned yesterday. Yeah, not a chicken. Uh, Jack Cohn was at Wisconsin for four yeah. years and went to Notre Dame for a yeah, year. Yeah, he's not good. No. <laughs> That's, who, what team is he on? Uh, he is on the San Antonio. I like the other team this weekend. Right, you should. The Seattle Sea Dragons will be quarterbacked by former Dallas Cowboy Ben DiNucci. Gucci DiNucci. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. And the D.C. Defenders. Old Dominion, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And the D.C. defenders with Jordan Tamu, the Ole Miss uh, yeah. quarterback that yeah. you referenced. He was good for Ole Miss. 
Yeah, he was. So those are your quarterbacks for the XFL for Saturday and Sunday play. We will have some fun. We obviously won't take it serious. The under, the over-under <laughs> is all at 35 or 36. I mean, does that tell you Vegas doesn't know? Vegas thinks that this is going to be a really bad product and not score? Or well, is it invited you to just take the over on all of them? Every line is three as well. Three and a half. One three, of, one's, no, one's a one-point. Uh, Seattle. Oh, really? Seattle's now a one-point favorite at D.C. Yeah. Can you run through the games real quick just so I can get to? a yeah, – Yeah, hold on, actually. Hold oh, on. Let me okay. write this down. Okay. So I mean, when, we got two more hours before we get to it. I had to do some research on this. All right, I'm ready when you are. All right, game one, uh, the Vegas Vipers at the Arlington Renegades. The Arlington Renegades are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The second game on Saturday, the Orlando Guardians are at the Houston Roughnecks. Houston, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Sunday, the St. Louis Battlehawks are at the San Antonio Brahmas. St. Louis, on the road, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's big. Oh, love the Battlehawks this weekend. Yeah. And finally, the Seattle Sea Dragons are one-point favorites at the D.C. Defenders. So there you have it. And every game is either 35 and a half or 36 for the over-under. Plus one or one and a half? Uh, Seattle is yeah. mi- minus one. DC, one. DC yeah. plus one. All yeah. right. There you go. Be ready for it. Football. Catch the fever. A uh, lot of other football news to get to as well. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Going to host Saturday Night Live in case you're interested on March that. 4th. Yep, March 4th. He's, He's got a big personality. He does. But, he but, does. but I didn't think of him as a SNL host type. Well, so we'll you know what, does. Craig? When you're an underdog like that and you win the Super Bowl, man, you you get you get the the A list treatment. Yeah, yeah. Big underdog. Uh, let's see. Um, anyway, I think that's largely it. Coming up, we got some. Uh, there was the the two pieces of running back news that happened earlier today. The the the. Uh, so this, a, the Kamara thing or the, yeah, okay, yeah yeah so Alvin Kamara along with Bengals cornerback Chris Lamons yeah two other men uh, indicted by a grand jury for the um, assaulting a man at a Las Vegas nightclub that was the twenty twenty two the right? day before the Pro Bowl last year I last believe year. yeah uh, and then uh, Aaron Jones and the Packers restructured yep. his deal uh, he was due to make sixteen mil he's going to make eleven mil and stay in Green Bay all so. right. We have some uh, college football news involving the state of Florida and the governor, Ron DeSantis. I'll share that with you in a moment. Some college hoops from last night as well. Oh, and Charles Barkley said something interesting about the state of the NBA. We'll share that with you in just a little bit. Um, So all that coming up. We are just warming up here on a Friday. And ESPN Southwest Florida is happy to once again partner with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for the Dinner Gala on Wednesday, March 1st at the Naples Grand Hotel. Featuring this year's keynote speaker, Dabo Sweeney. If you'd like to attend this event, go to SWFloridaFCA.org for all the information. It's Shima to Shepherd on ESPN Southwest Florida. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. 
text OSCAR to 45911 and we'll send the link straight to your phone. Craig Shreeman, no Pete Shepard today. Chris on the other side of the glass. Shreeman of Shepard, ESPN Southwest Florida. So yesterday, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a new bill, and it involves nil. And uh, as a matter of fact, Mike Norvell and Billy Napier and some student athletes were there. And what it did, it's a new Florida law that removes nil restrictions. And basically, it boils down to the rule that schools cannot help uh, student-athletes get their own nil deals. Now this law removes that barrier. Now here's what I have to ask. I thought this was an NCAA rule for fairness, if you will, between schools, that the schools are not allowed to help the students get their uh, endorsement deals. They get them on their own or through the collective That helps out each of the schools. So I don't know what's different about Florida, but maybe uh, I I honestly don't know. I always thought this was uh, this was nationwide, NCAA wide. But now, apparently, uh, Ron DeSantis is removing that barrier from schools here in the state of Florida. So does that give Florida an advantage over the others? Or have I been uh, operating under a mispremise that uh, this is the way it is with every school? So I've, I've always thought that the schools can help facilitate a nil deal. They can't be the ones to to pay it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. So they could put Booster X in touch with Player Y and facilitate that that meeting, but they can't be involved and it can't be predicated on playing time or anything like that. Okay. Well, needless to say, I'm a little confused. But now, I mean, there's no such barrier at all in the state of Florida. And when you got both of your football coaches from Florida, Florida well, State know, there at this lawsuit. It's state to state because I know in Alabama's football facility, they have a whole office wing corner. I don't know what to call it, but dedicated to nil. In the football building. In the football building, yeah. And that's on campus. And famously, we know about A&M and their collective. Yeah, that so, buys again, the school can't be the one to hand the money out, but – they, I, I, my understanding is state to state, they can be, they can help facilitate a a deal of some sort. Okay. Well, whatever the case, it's now even easier in the state of Florida. That should help out with Florida and Florida State and Miami and the likes, as far as uh, as far as recruiting goes. Now, I think Miami's actually taken the most, adv- taken advantage the most of the of the nil in out of the state schools. I think you're right. I mean, Florida, you could argue it hurt them with the Jaden Rashada. Fiasco. Yes. Where's my one point two mil? Or, no. no, twelve. Twelve mil. Yeah. 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 Where's my twelve, 12 yeah. mil? I'm out. Um, and Florida State. Well, you know what? That's not fair to Florida State. I haven't seen anything really good or bad about them. I mean, with Miami, you 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 have the twins on the women's basketball team that moved over from Fresno State. You had Isaiah Wong on the men's basketball team say, "I need more nil money, or I'm transferring out," and they got the deal done. Yeah. I guess they lost Jaden Rashada to nil from Florida. He was originally, at least verbally, he was going to go to uh, Miami. Well, let's be real. I mean, Miami's been doing nil before nil was nil. It wasn't even nil. <laughs> it's just here. 
Miami fans, relax. It's funny. All two of it's you. It's funny. <laughs> Don't get all upset. I passed by a guy wearing a U shirt uh, in Walgreens today. Did you? Yeah. Well. All right. Um, Charles Barkley had some interesting things. By the way, none of my <sighs> rough night in the NBA. Only three games, and I. I don't think I got any of them right. I was right. I thought we, we shied from the Clippers because they're unpredictable. They are, but... And they end up winning and playing well at Phoenix. Yep, uh, that's what I gave out. I gave out Clips plus one. Rick Church's Timberwolves failed me against the Wizards. That's what the I, I don't know out. is why didn't you hop on the Maryland bandwagon? We we circled the game. We identified the weak spot in the schedule and said, this is the play. And it's Purdue. Yeah. Like, you had every reason to... T- Sixty-eight fifty-four. <laughs> Purdue loses two in a row. They've lost three of their last four. They're crumbling down the stretch. I told you they were a paper champion. Oh, relax. People have figured they won't be number one in April. I'll relax. Tell you that. They lost three road games in a row, or was the IU game in always, West Lafayette? Always in Bloomington. Right. So they lost at Bloomington. Uh huh. They lost at Northwestern. Uh-huh. Craig, is at Northwestern a tough game? Yeah. And they lost at Maryland. Which was also a tough game. Tough spot. Yeah. They lost three road games. I mean, it's life in the Big Ten. I don't think that it's a uh, like a, they're head and shoulders above everybody else, but they're definitely in that top tier of of team. Oh, I think it's panic mode time now for Matt Painter and company. <laughs> Matt Painter, hot seat. Who do they have this weekend? I haven't looked that far ahead. I, I don't even know. I'll effort that in a month. In fact, I'll look it I'm, up. I'm kind of curious I got, right now. I got the NCAA men's schedule for tonight up in front of me. I know anyway. the Hoosiers are hosting Illinois in a humongous game. Very excited about that. That's my Saturday plans. Northwestern's uh, in second in the Big Ten. The game last two nights ago against the Hoosiers was for second place. Sunday, home against Ohio State. They will rebound there. At Ohio State? Wait. Wait a minute. At Ohio State? No. Home. At, oh, at uh, Mackey? Yeah. Why do you guys play? Why don't you play them the last week of the year? The last game of the year? We play them like almost the next. That's the last week. We play no, them like, you play them a week from. That's like the next. That's like the last beginning of the last week of the season. They're like our next to last game. No, you have. They they play the 20. February 25th yeah. is home against Indiana. Right. Then March 2nd, they're at Wisconsin. March 5th, they're at Illinois. Yeah. You know what? The Illinois game is, uh, I I think that game was rescheduled because of weather at some point. Oh, really? I th- no, so when we play Purdue, we only have two more games left in the season. So it's, it's like the beginning but of the season. But rivalry week. week is the last week of, it's the last Saturday. That's when all the real rivals play each other. We, we don't concern ourselves with no. the Big Ten. That, that has nothing to do with Indiana. They didn't set the schedule. Purdue didn't set the schedule. The idiots at the Big Ten office set the schedule, and that is dumb. That's a stupid scheduling quirk. I, I have no problem with it because we if we close out with Michigan. That's a it's big game silly. for us. It's silly. Michigan is not your rival. This isn't college football. No, we have wrong, to have our rival wrong, in the last week of the wrong, season. Wrong. That is so Duke North that is Carolina. Wrong. I it's wrong. I, I don't think so. It's rivalry week. It is not. It is. Say it's, that fast three times. I can't. It's all, I'll turn it into Bo Jackson and go wobble wee week. <laughs> it's always the last Saturday of the season. That's the rivalry day. You play your rival the last game of the year. Shows you what we think of Purdue. Grow up. Oh, come on. We got Purdue, and then uh, we got Iowa and Michigan at home. 
Two, I like that. Two home games before the Big Ten tournament. Pretty solid. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a, got a nooner tomorrow against Illinois. Got to get up for that one. Wake up nice. 11 local? I'm going to have a, uh, no, no, I'm going to have a nice little brunch at 11 and uh, watch a game at 12. That's my day tomorrow. That's why I'm starting a three-day weekend. Lovely. How about that? Lovely. Who do your heels have this weekend? Uh, NC State, I believe. Oh, that's right. That's a tough one. At NC State, I think. Uh-huh. Carolina beat them pretty good the beginning of the year, so. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let me jump on this with uh, Charles Barkley's comments. So the collective bargaining agreement for the NBA goes through the 23-24 season. However, there is an opt-out available as soon as March 31st this year. Charles Barkley thinks that there's going to be a lockout sooner than later. Like they may, the owners may try and opt out of this thing March 31st. They have had it with load management, and they have had it with paying superstars huge money only to have them leave six months later. I don't know what you could do about that. Uh, I oh, mean, I know what you can do about the la- the, the ladder. ladder. Talk to me. What? Not, you, not you, trade? Not- you sign a max contract. Yeah. It comes with an automatic two-year clause that you are not eligible to be traded much the same way when you sign an extension you cannot be traded for the next six months right that's true do it the same way if you sign either a free agent contract max contract or the max contract extension with your current team you have 24 months where you are not eligible to be traded okay that will keep guys from saying i'm gonna go sign here and if i'm not happy after six months i'm gonna throw a fit or i'll get fat james harden and force my way out of town. I don't know how you fix the load may management. I, may, well, okay. May I put an addendum on your proposal, Chris? Yes. If you get a max deal, uh, you have to play like ninety percent of the games. Or if you want to be It'll eligible, never happen. If you want to be eligible for MVP or any of those nonsensical awards, you got to play ninety percent of the games, eighty percent, something. Give me, give me a number. Negotiate me a number. You got to play. Right? It'll never happen. It might. If we go lockout here, the owners have had it. The fans have had it. But we've talked about this. What what constitutes an injury? I don't know. I'd... So you're going to tell a guy, no, you have to play tonight? You you can well, allow on a certain well, – I don't know. I. You're right. I mean, if there's a legitimate injury – I get it. Tom Brady was on the injured list for 18 years. Yeah. Sore arm or I don't know how. I, I, there's not an easy way out of the load management thing. There's just not. Apart from contracting the playoffs, which they're not going to do because it takes money out of their pockets. I would rather. If you drop the playoffs down to six teams, all of a sudden a random Tuesday night game, you can't just throw it away. You know me. I'm all about contracting the playoffs. They're too much. I think they're more likely to contract the regular season. Well, look, 20 of the 30 teams get into some sort of version of the playoffs. Like, it's too many in the NBA. Yeah. Two-thirds of the league gets in. I know. It's not football where you've got 133 schools and only four are getting a chance to play. See, you get me down. I'm not – you put me down that slippery slope. Forget it. I'm agreeing with you on the the basketball front. It's too – You should agree with me on everything. It's too many. It's too many playoff teams. 
And when you get to the, if you're the Boston Celtics, like you run, you're. I guess you're not running away with the East because Milwaukee's making a little run right now. But okay, one seed, two seed, like you don't have a problem letting guys rest if they need it. But here's the problem. I mean, and you could reduce the regular season to 72 games. They're still going to load on that too. I guarantee you. We, we, we've opened up a can here. Right. That we're not closing. But uh, they're not going to do that either. Although, although, what? If there aren't regional sports networks that you have obligations to, yeah. you can fill your national broadcast, broadcast schedule easy. Yeah. They're not going to contract the number of games. What am I saying? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you fix the. The load management thing. Yeah. What's the difference between a truly, like a like a, a sprained knee, yeah, and knee inflammation? My throat's a little scratchy. I'm going to load Monday off. Oh, it's, it's a holiday. I don't, I don't know how you get around it. The players will never sign off on you need to play X number of games to get your money. But do the players ever get to a point where they care about the product? That's crap right now? That's paying them? Not as long as they're making $50, $60 million a year, they don't. Yeah. And it sucks to think that way, but it does. The fans in the stands don't matter. No. They don't matter. Everything's already paid for. Everything's paid for. It's the, televi- it's the television networks you have to keep happy. Yep. Notice Adam Silver talking about load management says, specifically will point out. TV. We got to keep our television partners happy. <laughs> yeah. They don't mention the six-year-old that lives in uh, uh, Brooklyn that gets to see LeBron James once a year, and he load manages that night. They don't mention him because that kid doesn't matter to the NBA. Right? It should. Yeah. But dollars and cents wise, it doesn't. It doesn't compare to what the TV broadcasters what they bring to the table, and that's where all the guys are getting their money from. Yep. Couple of texts. Uh, Iowa Hawkeye texting. Hawkeyes are coming for you, Craig. We'll see. Utah working 6.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Last five days, 12 more to go. If it's not on ESPN Radio, I'm not seeing or hearing it. Why are you working? Okay, I got to do some math here, but that's uh, that's almost an 18-hour day. What's going on there, Utah? Uh, Sarcastic239 says, thank you, Popovich. He started the load management. Tag Hewer, contract should have games played clauses. If games aren't played, then contract amount is reduced, injury or not. Ne- the players will never sign off on that. Probably not. They'd Pit- rather not play. Pittsburgh, John, NBA should implement a rule that if you miss a regular season game, you have to miss the next one too. So you can't just miss one game in a row. Now players will only sit out if they're actually injured because that means missing two games. Some, I don't hate that. Some there, there. I don't hate that. That's the, that's probably two, two game minimum. That's the most creative thing I've heard. Good job, Pittsburgh John. I like that. Uh, let's see. Paratrooper says players will pl- will pay the medical staff to say they actually have an injury. Yeah, and that's the problem. You can't ha- you can't say put a neutral NBA doctor in ev- with every team. The players would never trust that doctor. No, they wouldn't. They don't even trust their own team doctors. Right. I mean, there's a <laughs> conflict of interest there, obviously. Uh, this is funny. Over Craig's head, heard me talking about Utah's 18-hour day. 
Utah got himself in a little bit of gambling trouble and had to pick up some extra shifts. <laughs> That's funny. As long as, long Pete's, as gone, not, Pete's gone ice cold and Utah's got to work 18-hour days. As long as it's not true, it's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up, we got a trip down Sound Street. And uh, about an hour or an hour and 15 minutes, we'll talk with Pat Chambers, head coach of Florida Gulf Coast. And uh, ESPN Southwest Florida uh, has an app. It's called ESPN Southwest Florida. It's your way to stay connected to us 24-7. You can stream shows when you're out of, uh, out of your car or even in your car. Read the latest news in the sports world and enter in one of the many contests we have on the Sheeman and Shepherd Show, like the Sheeman and Shepherd Spring Break $2,000 sweepstakes. Download it now wherever you get your apps. It's all new. ESPN Southwest Florida, the app. Sheeman and Shepherd. ESPN Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. Taking a cruise through all the sound. But they're not going to rook us. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I can say anything I want. That's the beauty of this country. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny. I think this is serious. It's time for Sound Street on Sheeman and Shepard. Okay, let's start off with the Philadelphia Eagles still trying to figure out how to get to the next level. Here's Howie Roseman. He says we definitely... Would like to keep Jalen Hurts here for the long term. Yeah, I think um, obviously we want to keep our, our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So um, that's something we'll, we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. All right, so let's look at the other side of the coin. Here's Jeff Darlington on Get Up on why the Eagles would hesitate to sign Hurts. Philly fans are going to just hate when I bring this up. I'm just saying that for the past several years, anytime we're talking about signing a quarterback after their third year, we always use one cautionary tale, and that is Carson Wentz. And that is the precedent that we're talking about right now when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Will Howie Roseman sort of get a little bit nervous about the idea of doing this deal earlier? Now, I know that Jalen Hurts feels like he is ascending in a way perhaps different than Wentz was when he signed that deal. But Wentz, by the way, received the most guaranteed money in NFL history at that point when he signed that deal. So I know revisionist history might suggest, well, they made a mistake by doing that with Wentz, but at the time they didn't feel like they had. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's the team that, started all this that's a good point uh, yeah but conversely if you don't sign him then you could end up in a position like the Ravens with Lamar Jackson only that timeline gets expedited because he doesn't have the fifth year option so there I mean there's look there's pros and cons to both sides of it I there there are a few examples of signing a guy after the third year and it doesn't work out yeah yeah well and the thing though and you're right you don't want it to turn out to be a Baltimore Ravens situation but at the same time, a lot of that feels like it's Lamar Jackson's fault. He ha- like he has equal blame here. It's I mean I don't. Do you think the Ravens are trying to screw him, or do you think he because he didn't have an agent and he's not 
Look, I think being realistic, I think there's some of that with Lamar, but I also I think there's some legitimacy from the Ravens side where it's like, look, the last two years, your body has broken down. Oh, for December. I don't think we can trust you to fully guarantee your deal like you're asking for. Right. So I, I get it, and Jalen Hurts has the postseason success that Lamar doesn't right now. Yeah. All right, let's see what else. We have more on Jeff Darlington. Uh, here a lot is, of Jeff today. Uh, that's fine. That's a lot of quarterback talk. Uh, here's an update on the quarterback market and a timeline. Now, remember, uh, I don't know if he said this before we knew that Derek Carr is scheduled to meet with the Jets tomorrow, but that could be the first domino to fall. Here's Darlington on Get Up. I think that we all need to kind of understand the timing of this situation is ultimately what's going to play a huge factor here. Like, we know that Derek Carr, for instance, is available, right? Anybody could sign him at any time. But Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, two very different circumstances. In fact, the Ravens are still trying to work something out with Lamar. We'll see if he ultimately signs a new deal with them or not. And then Aaron Rodgers... Uh, quite frankly, hasn't come to a decision about, first of all, whether he could be traded from the Packers and then whether the tra- Packers would get enough compensation to actually make that trade. So right now we're kind of in a standstill a little bit. March 13th is the day that free agency sort of begins. Teams can start talking. March 15th is the day that you can start to trade players. We've got some time for teams to figure it out. And what, however these dominoes fall, no doubt it will be absolutely fascinating. He continues on KJM. Yeah, you're right. He was just doing the car wash today on all the show. By the way, that week is going to be excellent with NFL free agency and the first and se- uh, second round of March Madness. Are we doing our special Thursday, Friday early show? Uh, contract's not signed yet, but it's, it's yeah, it looks like it's going to happen again. Yeah. For what I'm talking about is we traditionally play all the games Thursday and Friday all day. So uh, Pete, Chris, and I. We used to come in and do a uh, 10 to noon show right up to that first tip. I'd say I'm 99.5% sure. Okay. So uh, a couple of more fun days on the air, and then obviously after we get off the air, one of the fun days too. Uh, Here's Darlington on any Lamar to Miami chit-chat. He says the Finns have been adamant about Tua. I've gone through those kind of mental exercises myself, and and like you think like, what does Mike McDaniel covet? He loves speed. I mean, he, he, I think that it's the kind of situation where he actually would really enjoy coaching Lamar. To me, the Dolphins, since the end of the season, and I say this sincerely, have been very adamant with me privately, and they've done so publicly as well, that they are um, all in with Tua for this coming season. And finally, here's Mike Tan- Tannenbaum on KJM, and he's always right. Uh, talk about the Bears and Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, it's a lot of talking this week about, boy, I hope we build the dome here. Jeez. Uh, that's your that's your advantage in Chicago, outdoors in the cold, but not for Justin Fields. Not a fan. Uh, Tannenbaum thinks it's to trade Fields and draft Young. I like Justin Fields. I think Bryce Young has a chance for greatness, guys. I've watched him. I've met him. I think he has a chance to be an A-plus now, he's small, and typically I don't like small quarterbacks, but I think he's an exception to the rule. And I'll give Todd McShay credit for this because he said it before I did. I think Bryce Young is Steph Curry. Steph Curry would have been a higher draft choice if, if, if he was bigger than the rest of his history. And I think Bryce Young's going to be that good. And I would get a first-round pick for Justin Fields and rebuild my team around Bryce Young. All right. Uh, I don't think you do that yet if you're Chicago. 
that's that's risky. You got to see what you got before you go see what you got with somebody else who's even smaller, right? Yeah, I mean, for every Steph Curry, there's a Jimmer for that. <laughs> Jimmer, right? <laughs> that's right. I mean, who is it? Uh, somebody I read read something the other day or heard something the other day. It was a Bill Parcell, Parcells quote. If you keep drafting exceptions to the rule, you'll have a team full of exceptions. Yeah, not the good kind. Yeah, yeah. Like, you might hit on one or two of them, but in the aggregate, it's not going to work out for you on the whole. And Purcell's like big, strong, running backs, linemen. Yeah, and that's why he he was talking about drafting a big quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, when we come back, we'll hear what Kevin Durant has to say about his former teammate, Kerry Irving. And, uh, oh, I have a movie review. I, I'm all on, I'm on top of it. I'm ahead of the curve. I got another one I've seen before everybody else. So uh, we'll do all that. And then later on, Pat Chambers for Florida Gulf Coast. We'll have our pigskin picks, the four XFL games kicking off this weekend. Some of it will be tongue-in-cheek because pff, who knows. Uh, so we'll all do all that. And then our Friday usual hijinks, Miley Cyrus and Harry Carey in the 5 o'clock hour. One hour into books, Sheeman and Shepard, ESPN Southwest Florida.